You are listening to Fruit Salad, a series by Pastor Bay Allen on the fruit of the Spirit from Galatians. Good morning, church. Today we are in the fourth week of our series called Fruit Salad, where we are spending time looking at the delicious variety of spiritual soul food that we receive through the Holy Spirit and that we are to share with others in this great picnic of life. I encourage you to turn with me in your Bibles or an applicable app on your smartphones to Galatians chapter 5, starting with verse 22. We read, But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So last week we looked at peace. If you remember, I gave you an acronym for the word peace so that you could take away and easily remember what it looks like to access the peace of God, a peace that passes all understanding. If you remember in that message, I suggested that we are to pause, to enjoy the blessings God has given, to acknowledge that God is in control, to calm down, and to encounter God wherever we are to initiate that encounter instead of merely waiting for God to show up. Now, I've heard from some of you throughout the week, and some of you got quite a bit out of that message. I'm glad that it connected with you. I got quite a bit out of that message, too. And this week, we're going to look at the little sister of peace, that wonderful fruit of the Spirit called patience, also known as long-suffering. Patience. I've titled this week's message, Patience in the Waiting Room. Now, for the past few weeks, uh, many of our congregation has has been asking me about my wife, Mary, actually about her best friend, uh, really, who has been expecting a baby. And it is my pleasure to inform you that she went into the hospital uh, to have that baby last Wednesday. Her due date had already passed, and the doctor said, at this time, on this day, we are going to induce. We are going to give you a pill that is going to get this process started. That's what he said to her. So my wife, who has been awaiting this birth just as just about as much as the mother, she hopped in her car. She drove down to, to be with her friend at 6 o'clock in the evening. They gave her friend a pill that would get this process started. And then they both began to wait. Her friend got checked into her room. My wife sat with her. I'm sure it seemed forever. Any of you that have sat with an expectant mother, you know what I'm talking about. It took forever. My wife would walk the halls of the maternity wing with her friend every hour on the hour, like clockwork, like a bad pop song, walking and waiting every hour. The nurses would come in and check on her to see if starting this process had actually started to do anything, checking to see how far along she was. How much was she dilated? And then once again, on the hour, every hour, they would walk the halls, walking, waiting, checking, waiting, walking, checking this endless cycle each hour. They were growing weary, tired, frustrated, all of those at once. My wife, she calls me Thursday morning and she says, they're sending her home. Thursday morning, they were walking and waiting all night long, no sleep, no baby, and they were sending her home. Wow. Mary told me she's really upset about it. I guess so. I'd be upset too. Up all night and nothing to show for it, right? Have you ever been there? Anyone? 
Today we're looking at this fruit of the Spirit called patience. And I have to admit, of all of the fruits, this one is possibly the most foreign to us. Do any of you find it hard to be patient? I posted a little picture on Facebook the other day. It said, patience is not a doctor's clientele. And I've felt this many times in my life. Things just aren't moving along at the pace that I'd like them to move. I want my order now. I I don't want to wait. I want it now. I ordered through Amazon Prime. They even ship on Sunday. I want it now. Patience. It's, It's just one elusive fruit, isn't it? And I said it is the little sister of peace. I say that because I believe to experience patience, you almost have to have a level of peace in your life already. Patience tags along with peace like a shadow. If you you see patience, it's usually on the shirt tails of peace. Last week, I referenced Psalm 46.10. Be still and know that I am God. I referenced that verse, and it was a wonderful verse, a wonderful reminder for us to rest in God, to experience peace and patience as the little sister gets that hand-me-down verse today. Be still and know that I am God. I want to talk about still this morning. As my wife and her friend were walking the halls, I'm sure this word came to mind for them. We're still here. There is still no change. I'm still pregnant. Still. Last week we saw this word as a stillness, as a calm, the essence of peace, right? Today we're going to look at this word in a different light, under a different lens. I am still going through this. We're looking at still as a lingering. With patience, we come face to face with the realization that we are still in the midst. And that is difficult. Our natural tendency is to keep moving right along. We have deadlines for a reason. We have weather forecasts for a reason. At 4 o'clock, it's going to stop raining. We won't have snow until next month. I just checked my iPhone. We have timelines that are supposed to take place. And we can deal with that, manage that. You know, when we have a contract, we we signed on the dotted line, we know that this time will pass. We are not going to be trapped here forever. We have knowledge of this. But knowledge doesn't make it any easier, does it? Because we are still in the midst of this until that time comes until that contract is fulfilled, until that baby comes out, still. In the Old Testament, Genesis chapter 18, we see an interesting encounter take place. Um, The main people I want to bring up here are Abraham and Sarah. Maybe you know about them. If not, you're going to learn a little bit more about them right now. Abraham, he notices these three, three, three men beneath this tree on his land, and he goes out to meet them. Uh, And he says, he he notices who they are right away. He says, please rest a while. I'll bring water to wash your feet. I'll bring you food and drink. You can rest and eat as much as you like and then continue with your journey. You see, these men that we actually see here are God and community with God's self. In human form, no less. This in the Old Testament, first chapter of the Bible, first book of the Bible, I mean. Um, Now, these men say, do whatever you want. 
In other words, they don't force or even request that Abraham do any of this, any of this hospitality. Abraham chooses to do this on his own. He goes to his wife, Sarah, and says, Honey, I need you to bake three loaves of bread. And so she goes, Okay, dear. So she she bakes. Um, she gives the, They give the travelers the food. And Abraham, he knows that this, these men are God in the flesh. Abraham gives God food, breaks bread with God. I just think that's awesome. Anyway, God says, your wife Sarah will have a baby. Sarah hears this and laughs. She's old. Have a baby? Yeah, right. But God promises. And I want to pause here. And I want us to think about this because... This isn't the first time this has come up for Abraham and Sarah. Way back in Genesis chapter 12, God first promised to Abraham that his descendants would own the land. Way back in chapter 12. And once God promised this, that his descendants would own the land, that's when the waiting starts for Abraham and Sarah. They enter the waiting room. Way back in chapter 12. Abraham and Sarah, they've, they've been waiting, waiting for that promise to come to fruition. Here we, here we are six chapters, many years later, and they are still waiting, still. There's this movie, I've brought it up before in another sermon, um, not the greatest movie in the world, but it's got some funny parts. It's called Office Space. And I love this scene in this movie. It's right at the very beginning. And our main character is on his way to work. And he's in just bumper-to-bumper traffic. He sees the lane on his left. It starts moving. He's just sitting still. So he quickly shifts over into that lane as soon as he gets a chance. No sooner does he get into that lane that it stops. And the right lane starts moving. So as soon as he can, he gets over into the right lane. Same thing. It stops. Then the left lane starts moving again. He is growing impatient, right? Pedestrians are passing him by because he he takes actions into his own hands. He tries to speed things up, and he fails. Have you ever done this? You get sick of waiting, of still being in the waiting room. You're not alone. Sarah experienced this too, She actually had her servant, Hagar, marry her husband to bear him a child, justifying it, saying, this must be how God is going to give a descendant, because she herself was getting too old. Sarah took matters into her own hands. She changed lanes. Her act of impatience actually caused quite a bit of drama, as you can imagine. Um, Quite a bit of daddy issues, jealousy, entitlement, favoritism, all of that. It brought about quite a bit of drama. Because for 13 years, Abraham raised this son to Hagar. His name was Ishmael. It was his son to the servant Hagar. 13 years. Ishmael gets to the age of awareness is what the translation is for that age in in that Jewish heritage. He's at the age of awareness. He gets circumcised at the age of 13. He is no longer a boy. He is seen as a man. But God's promise to Abraham was not to be fulfilled through Ishmael. God's promise was to be fulfilled through Isaac, where Ishmael was born naturally by a woman with a fertile body, an able body. Isaac was to be born by a miracle, supernaturally, by a woman that should not be able to conceive a child. Where Ishmael was circumcised at the age of 13 when he was aware of what was going on, Isaac would be circumcised at eight days old. 
before any knowledge could enter his little mind. He was set apart to be in relationship with God and a covenant with God and those who were to raise him and care for him and lead him into that relationship. His parents were to guide him. You know, this part of the significance in infant baptism. A lot may a lot of people argue against infant baptism, but that same heartbeat actually flowed through the act of circumcision in the Old Testament to be set apart. And Sarah didn't know all of this at this point in our story. She didn't connect the dots as far as God working in a supernatural way. All she knew was she was sick of waiting. Sarah didn't want to wait anymore. God said it would happen. It should happen. But for Sarah, it still hadn't happened. Time to take matters into my own hands. I can't believe I'm still waiting. Perhaps that's you this morning. Do you feel like you're still waiting for the fulfillment of a promise? The weather said it would stop raining at 4. But at 3.30, we'll be fine. I'll fire up the grill. Why wait? You know, Why is it so hard to wait? To be patient. Again, this this message is called Patience in the Waiting Room. And this, this title comes from a picture that I have ingrained in my mind. I remember this. I've been in this waiting room before. You sit and you wait. You, you get to the doctor's office 15 minutes prior to your appointment. They call your name 15 minutes after your appointment. You go back with the nurse onto the other side of that locked door. You, you go into an examination room. They close that door behind you. You wait 15 more minutes. The doctor comes in. You wait for the nurse to bring you your prescription, your free sample. You pay your copay. You wait for your credit card to clear because their machine is slow. You go to your car. You go to the pharmacy. You wait in line to drop off your prescriptions, and then you have an hour wait until you can pick it up. Does this sound familiar? You get sick of waiting, don't you? The waiting room. Sarah felt this. She had her servant, Hagar, have a baby for her, and then God returns and says that Sarah will have a son. Sarah is still waiting from the first time God talked about this. More waiting? Yes, she laughs. God calls her out on it. Did you laugh? No, I didn't laugh. Sarah's like, did I say that out loud? The waiting starts again. Waiting for a baby that this almost 100-year-old thinks will never come. Yes, there's doubt. Yes, there's questioning God. Yes, there's laughing in the midst of the promise. I'll believe it when I see it. Right? That's what she's thinking. I know I've been there. I think we all have, if we're honest. If that's you this morning, be still and know that I am God. Remember that verse. Even in the still, even in the waiting room, God is saying, know that I am God. Be patient. God tells Abraham in chapter 18, Is anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you about this time next year, and Sarah will have a son. At the appointed time. This time was the same time from chapter 12. This was the moment previously unrevealed to Abraham, unrevealed to Sarah. I want you to know this this morning, that you may be waiting for something that you think will happen immediately, and you may be disappointed when it doesn't. 
John Wesley, uh, founder of Methodism, he, there's this wonderful quote from him. He said, the readiest way to escape from our sufferings is to be willing they should endure as long as God pleases. Let me say it again. The readiest way to escape from our sufferings is to be willing they should endure as long as God pleases. As long as God pleases. To be willing to accept that we may not have any control over the timing somehow makes it all more bearable. The problem is sometimes we just hear what we want to hear. My daughter, she says, can we do this? Can we go here? Can we go there? And I have to be very careful with my answer. Because she thinks if I just say yes, that means we're going to get our shoes on and go out the door right now. Can we go to Disney? That'd be fun. Okay, let's get our shoes on and hit the road. It doesn't necessarily work that way. We're going to wait until your brother is older so he can enjoy it. We'll wait for the best time. Meanwhile, the waiting has begun for her. She's in the waiting room. Every day it gets harder and harder to look at the future joy that we spoke of a couple weeks ago when we talked about joy. It gets harder and harder for her to look to that future joy because every day she is still waiting. Are you still waiting right now? If that's you, what I'm about to say is not going to make it all better. I wish I could do that. I can't. But if that is you, here is my message for you right now. Be patient. I know it's easier said than done, but be patient. There's a reason that this is the fruit of the Spirit. Because this is supernatural stuff. Patience. Be patient. I said it already. Patience is the little sister of peace. Take that acronym that we went over last week. Pause. Enjoy the blessings that are around you. Acknowledge God is in control. Calm down. Encounter God. Live into that peace. And you'll see patience is right there. Tagging along. It's hard for us to think of patience. But if we focus on being at peace, patience will come. She can't help it. She's her sister's shadow. Don't rush things. Don't rush like Sarah did. Wait it out. Even if you're so tired of walking the halls, find that best friend to walk them with you. You know, I said to my wife, not to her, not to her friend, I don't want to get slapped, but to my wife, I said, you're waiting all this time because she went to the hospital to make the baby come instead of going to the hospital because the baby was coming. <laughs> yeah, I'd get slapped. Sometimes, in our lack of patience, we do things. And then we have to be patient and endure a different set of circumstances altogether. Because we didn't just wait. That's why this word, this fruit of the Spirit, is also referred to as long-suffering. It is so long. It takes so long. It makes you feel as though you're suffering. It lingers. This baby will never come. Yes, it will. Yes, it will, at the appointed time. We don't want to hear this. We're like a 10-year-old wanting to go to Disney right now. We refuse to hear this at the appointed time. So we go to the hospital. We wonder why we're still waiting after so many hours of walking the halls. We're still waiting because it wasn't time yet. What makes us think that we can speed up the process? 
Don't rush things. What makes us think that God will speed up the process just because we don't want to wait? To be still and know that God is God and that we are not. We are not God. We are God's children and it really sucks sometimes when we have to wait to go to Disney. But we are still going to have to wait. And we are still going to Disney. (laughs) So we get to choose. How am I going to wait? How? Am I going to try and speed up the process? Where I may cause a new set of circumstances I must endure as well instead of just time? Or am I going to wait patiently? At peace? Am I going to wait in the fact that God is in control? That this will happen in its due time. If you don't want a gooey cake, let it bake all the way through. If you don't want a stomach ache, wait for the chicken to finish cooking. You don't, if you don't want to walk the halls all night long and wonder why the baby still hasn't come, wait. It will take place at its appointed time. Patience is hard. Unless you are at peace, and then it is just there, just tagging along with the peace that you already have. It's more bearable. You start to realize you can do this. Remember that peaceful acronym, don't forget it. Practice peace, it makes the wait so much better, easier, more bearable. Be patient. It is almost time. Your wait is almost over. Just a little bit longer. You can do this. The Holy Spirit is offering you this fruit even now. Next week we're going to look at kindness and goodness. Two fruits of the Spirit that also tend to go hand in hand with one another. Two fruits that speak to the fact that we are given these fruits to share these fruits with one another. Kindness and goodness really speak to community. I hope that you'll join us as we continue enjoying this fruit salad, sharing this fruit salad. Invite your friends to come and have some. Because we there's more than enough for all of us. Would you pray with me? Dear God, we just thank you for the way that even, even in the wait, you offer us patience. You let us rest in that peace and find the patience that we so desperately need and so desperately desire. I pray that you will just lead us and and direct us and and guide us, inspect us, and just, just propel us and project us into this patience that you have promised us, that you have given to us. Give us eyes to see, hands to grab a hold, and a heart to beat more like yours. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.